Social media provides an opportunity for us not only to get our story out, but to control the narrative at the same time. When we say we care about our community and we want to serve, we have the ability to show them how we serve. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me today for another edition of Code 3. This is the show that gives you all the information on a firefighting topic you need in about 20 minutes. Now let's get started. Large city fire departments with multiple PIOs have been showcasing their activities on social media for some time now. If you have enough people, it's no problem. But what if you want to try to engage the community without those resources? Social media can be a direct link with the customers your department serves, so it's a no-brainer that you'd like to be all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and all the others even podcasts. Not to mention that your message can be sent the way you want, not filtered through the editors and reporters of your local news providers. My two guests today are from the Central Arizona Fire and Medical Authority, or CAFMA. It's a medium-small career department, covering several small cities and a lot of rural area, populated by about 106,000 residents. They do it with 10 full-time stations and two reserve stations, and no full-time PIO. Yet, CAFMA's social media program is impressive, and I'm saying this as someone who has seen the Los Angeles City Fire Department social media program at work. My guests today are here to explain how they do it. Joining me now is CAFMA Chief Scott Freitag, a frequent guest here on the Code 3 Podcast. Welcome, Scott. Hey, good morning, Scott. Thank you for having me back. It's great to have you. And also with us is Kathy Goodman, Scott's Community Relations Coordinator and the driving force behind this social media campaign. Hello, Kathy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And it's good to have you, too. Scott, we'll start with you. What prompted you to develop a social media strategy in the first place? Quite honestly, it was Kathy. We we had a social media presence, but it was done by whoever could get on social media at the time to get information. She happened to be off of probation at the time and said, hey, we need a better strategy for this. And I don't know if you remember, but I used to do this for 10 years. And so we kind of turned it over to her. I'm not sure that she was fully expecting just to be given the reins and and sent on her way. I think she was like, well, I can help. And we said, well, it kind of falls under other duties as assigned. (laughs) She just really pushed that. And what she accomplished just so far before being the community relations coordinator, but as an administrative specialist has been absolutely amazing. So you've got a fairly small fire department by some standards. How did you justify the need to promote it through social media? Well, I think part of it is we don't have a lot of media to help us get our story out to the community. And social media provides an opportunity for us not only to get our story out, but to control the narrative at the same time. 
you know, provide information to the community at large, to our personnel. And then it was just, it's been fun sharing uh, information between agencies on social media as well. So I think you look at the need for public education, this certainly helps. And then promoting Kathy as a community relations coordinator, I think is really going to help get our, our public education program back up and running along with all of the other things that we've been doing. So, Kathy, when you took the job, did you have in mind the idea that you were going to pitch this? Oh, goodness. No, I did not. I came on as an administrative specialist and, as Chief said, kind of got the social media as other duties as assigned, which they like to get you with that one. But what I really wanted to do, I had some experience. I had a decade of experience in retail automotive social media for a large group in Texas. So I've always enjoyed it. I enjoyed CAFMAs. That is how I found out about the administrative specialist job was through our Facebook page. Um, And so I thought I could help. I could be of some service there and maybe take some of that load off off of our PIOs who were doing it at that time. So what's the most challenging part of the job? Well, now it's actually my job completely, which is great because I I now have time to be more creative, which that was the biggest challenge for me in the beginning was how can I be very creative and not have it be stale while I'm doing all these other administrative duties that are, are my the job I was hired for. Now I will have the opportunity to be even more creative than we've been so far, and that's really exciting. Scott, what tangible benefits have you seen from all this effort? You know, I've I've heard a lot of support in the community for the things that we do. Um, Being able to promote our folks, I'll give you an example of one. We have a, a couple that works for us. One works in the warehouse, one works in finance. They were on their way to work. They saw an elderly gentleman so that his wife's caregivers could get in without falling. And he himself was in a chair. So they stopped and got out. Josh, uh, the warehouse person, shoveled the walkway and his wife snapped a picture and got to Kathy. Social media is a way for us to show the community how our folks, when we say we care about our community and we want to serve, we have the ability to show them how we serve. So how does Kathy's role mesh with the PIOs that you have on duty, noting that your PIOs are not exclusively PIOs, but that they do other jobs also. Kathy did a fantastic job at her first press release in the newspaper this week uh, regarding a, I think it was a car crash, and she did an excellent job getting that out. It was great to see her quoted uh, in the newspaper, but letting the public know what we're doing. Um, showing them in real time what's happening is vital to public education. I was driving in this morning. Unfortunately, Kathy, I couldn't get a picture of it, a good picture, but they're towing a trailer with chains dragging the ground. Well, wildland season is year-round now, and and we're getting in time of year where it's going to be drier with higher winds. So we need a, a campaign about, hey, put your chains on correctly. And Kathy will be able to help us frame that and get that out. Where in the past it was, does anyone have time to try to put together a media campaign on this? And it, it would happen. How has your response been on your podcast? Um, we have the viewers. Uh, I think yours is uh, far more listened to than ours. But, you know, 
our intent is just to get information out to our organization and our community. So we're not trying to go national. Uh, and our new producer is none other than Kathy Goodman, who's on here with us today. Yes, I did forget to mention that earlier. In podcast too. So, Kathy, what benefits do you think your expanded role brings to CAFMA? Well, I hope exactly like what Chief just explained. So many people have been doing bits and pieces of just trying to keep us afloat when it comes to community relations. And I hope that I can take all of that on, coordinate where I need to, potentially in the future delegate where I need to, but maybe have a more cohesive message uh, coming from CAFMA to the community. That's the biggest thing. Are you responsible for designing that message or is that given to you and then you're told to run with it? That's a great question. Uh, I, I work very closely with senior staff. I will continue to work closely with them and I am I'm hopeful that everyone in the agency knows that they can come and speak to me about what's going on. Like Chief just said, if an engine notices in the community that people have a lot of questions about burn permits, for example. I hope that I'll hear about that or that I'll come and speak to someone about that, get that message, create it, and put it out there for the community. Scott, what should a department that hasn't started a social media campaign specifically know before they start one? Make sure you get the right person in the position because it can be very easy to forget to toggle between your agency social media and their personal social media. So this is really an opportunity for you to get out and take better control of the narrative and get your story out about your agency on. We, we need to be able to justify to our constituents what we do and why we do it. And we have a fantastic opportunity to get our stories out unfiltered by anyone else. If an agency doesn't have social media presence, start working on it. So, Kathy, what do you wish you'd known before you started this this social media campaign? Oh, that's a good question, too. Um, I will say what was really important and the reason I did not come to Chief Freitag earlier to ask if there was a possibility for me to be involved. I needed to know, I needed to not only know, but live the agency's mission, vision, and values. I needed to understand fire culture. That's incredibly important. I'm allowed to sort of be a fan of the fire department. It helps in my posts because that is also my audience. However, I also need to be able to use that terminology to know what people are going to understand and not understand. And I have to be that person to help explain it to them or at least to know where I can go to get that answer. So that, I I know that's kind of adjacent to your question, but I, I made it a point to learn that before I jumped in with both feet. All right, so let me ask you this. In learning the ropes, what mistakes have you made that you tell people to avoid? Well, there's the really basic ones, like know the difference between a truck and an engine, <laughs> which the public doesn't know. They think we have all fire trucks. and that's fine. But your employees, your your coworkers will tell you that is that's an engine, not a truck. So um we've also we also had a, a time when 
we had a snake call. We went and got a snake out of someone's house and I misidentified the snake, which brought the snake people out. And they really made sure that we knew that that was a bull snake, not a gopher snake or the other way around. I might've just done it again. Um, but yeah, those are, there's little details. You really have to be detailed and proofread everything. Uh, for sure. That would be my two big ones there. So Scott, what are the negatives here in terms of cost? Is it possible that this, that if the district runs low on budget, that this is something that would be cut? Or is it something that you could find ways to work around? No, we made sure that we had a future for this position before we made the decision to implement it. So we had talked about it for at least two years and, and made plans to put the position in place. So we know we can fund it. And it, in my opinion, it's vitally important because as we work towards our accreditation status, one of the areas that we know is a glaring gap within our agency is our public education. We don't have the staffing to get out in the community like we should. For example, we're getting a lot more senior living homes but we don't have a senior living safety program or safety message that we can get out. We are not in the schools like we should be. We are not in the clubs and groups like we should be providing fire safety messages and public safety messages overall, not just fire safety, but wildland fire safety, structural fire safety, EMS, uh, motor vehicle safety. And so we know when we get into the accreditation process further, it's going to be pointed out that we just don't have a program. And so Kathy's position, this is the start of building that public education foundation that uh, we haven't been doing. So you don't consider this just a nice extra. It sounds like you consider it an integral part of the job. It, absolutely, I do. And I think the role of public education has changed over the years where it used to be all hands-on in in the school or in the community. We have a great platform to use to get public safety message out daily to a bigger audience by utilizing social media as a tool. So it's it's not a fun game. We look at social media as a tool to get the message out and and spread the information, not just about our agency, but about uh, education and safety programs. And so while Kathy is is building a social media platform and uh, doing the podcast production, she's also going to be looking at and evaluating what programs do we have, which ones don't we have, and how do we fill the void. And to be quite honest with you, Scott, we have a three-year staffing plan that we've worked on. And in the third year, we would add another person to that division looking for a certified teacher who would focus more on curriculum development. So this is a division that not only are would we not cut, uh, we're looking to expand. All right. I appreciate you guys talking with me. So Scott Freitag and Kathy Goodman, thank you so much for being with me today on Code 3. Hey Scott, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here. It's great to showcase the work that Kathy does and, and what she'll keep doing in the future, which is doing a, a fantastic job. This was very fun. Thank you so much.
And there's more on social media for fire departments at co3podcast.com slash social media. All one word, social media. Now, if you find Code 3 to be valuable to your professional development, you can pledge any amount to keep this show going. $10 a month gets you access to the Code 3 Bull Sessions where I post occasional extra material that didn't make the main show. Just go to Code3Podcast.com support to make your pledge. And if you have a topic that you think I should cover in a future show, just email it to scott at code3podcast.com. I'll be looking for your suggestions, so send them in. Alright, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll join me. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.